Good morning, America. This is Jerry Rhodes coming to you in Chicago, Illinois. Still trying to kick a cold. Uh, or maybe the after effects of my fourth booster. I have all the symptoms of COVID, or at least my immune system fighting it off. I'll be fine. Um, uh, today I wanted to do the personally do the in, introduction for uh, today's podcast. It's a little strange to talk about a capitalist Democrat and a socialist Republican, which is a little inconsistent with what the the common knowledge these days, which I think is outdated already, since each individual's uh, a capitalist and a socialist. Uh, we're in it for the money and we're in it for ourselves. And uh, we would like big government to get out of the way, I, I think, most of us. I, I don't think government solves any problems. They call them issues and then table them. So pe- the taxpayer or the citizens forget about them. But what I was trying to say here is uh, my voting has, has been, I, I voted for JFK, which I co- will call a capitalist Democrat because of his background with his father and and the fact the Kennedys were knee-deep in business, corrupt or otherwise. And then I also voted for um, uh, Reagan, which I consider to be a socialist Republican. And you say, oh, well, he held himself out as being a capitalist. No, I think Reagan had a heart. In his mind, he knew we had to be financially accountable and and responsible, but he he leaned towards uh, feeling for people and tear down the wall. Is this a good example of of uh, wanting uh, freedom for the people? Also, I voted uh, for um, Obama, which I will call a social Republican. He really didn't have the characteristics of. Uh, a do-gooder, though I think the reason I voted for him was because he, he held himself out to be a uh, bringing the red and the blue together as the United States. I fell for that and the audacity of hope where he was selling himself as being a change agent, which really didn't happen. And then who else? Uh, uh, Bush. I consider him to be an incompetent. Carter, uh, I think, was also incompetent. They held themselves out to be uh, enterprising, but what uh, happened in both those administrations was a complete misunderstanding of the banking system, the Fed, and what interest rates, how how dangerous the Fed can be with the interest rates. So neither one of those would I have, and I didn't vote for either one of them. Actually, I voted for in Bush's second. Uh, I voted for a Democrat. Uh, I voted for Clinton because I thought he was uh, 
an opportunist took, took advantage of the technology and uh, then when it came to capitalism uh, it would have to be uh, President Trump uh, I would call him a capitalist Democrat as well because he'd been a Democrat all of his life up until he decided he was going to run and, and he had to have a uh, foundation to, to work with. So I consider him to be a, not a socialist. Uh, he doesn't believe in, in big government controlling everything. He believes that he should control everything. So he was not humble and uh, somewhat of a bully. I think that did him in. And now we get around to our friend, uh, President Biden, who I also consider a complete incompetent. He, he lacks leadership skills. He, he lacks any integrity. Um, he doesn't understand capitalism or economics. He, he flunked third grade economics. So, uh, no, he, he's at the mercy of whoever are writing his speeches or uh, telling him what to say when he's out front. And that's dangerous because of the situation in Ukraine. And his son, Hunter, certainly understands capitalism in, in uh, the wrong terms. The selling of privilege is his uh, technique for exercising uh, uh, leverage. So I just wanted to say uh, for this particular podcast, um, I, I have to explain that in the podcast itself, it's, it's pointing out that the American Enterprise Party, which I'm the founder of and I believe is the, as the swing votes, the solution to breaking up the gridlock and getting some things done that would solve problems. Uh, that party is both a capitalist Democrat, it should attract them as independents, the capitalist Democrat and the socialist Republican, because it's middle of the road when it comes to capitalism for the individual and socialism for the people. And we need both. The government needs to step back. I'm a believer of downsizing government privatizing education and <coughs> uh, education and health care, for sure, because those are our two biggest internal problems. Foreign affairs, uh, I think that we need to be uh, talking about peaceful coexistence, as Kissinger did, uh, what they taught. I'm a believer in the Peace Corps, which was a great idea by Kennedy. So you take from the presidents that I voted for, I believe were the best choices we've had over the next uh, last 75 years. Uh, if I'd have been voting in the 40s, I would have voted for Roosevelt. Uh, he was a war president, a very effective leader. We haven't had that since then. Uh, I think Bush Jr. tried to represent that and also Bush Sr., but both, I think, failed 
failed us as a country. So when you get into the to the heart part of why I've, I have formed the American Enterprise Party, it's because of what I see as our biggest problem is our inner cities. Uh, we haven't done anything to fix that. And if we fix that, then we go a long way to fixing crime. Uh, the squalor and the, sickening way that the ghetto folks have to live and the gangs feed off of that and now are moving out into the suburbs to ex exercise their Antifa uh, and Black Lives Matter campaign. Uh, we, we need to invest human New Deal money, not Green New Deal in some harebrained uh, climate change thing when in effect Mother Nature and Father Time have taken care of that from the beginning and the end. And if it's a beginning and an end, then we have to deal with it. We need, need to conserve our resources. We need to get rid of the plastics in the oceans and do a lot of things for our environmental controls. But I am not an advocate of the Green New Deal. Such a waste of time and effort. And I think it's dead on arrival when it claims it's going to get rid of fossil fuels. That, that isn't going to happen because to get rid of fossil fuels, you have to use fossil fossil fuels. And we have to, as, as an economy, have uh, natural gas production and use fossil fuels. So I just wanted to get into the, the heart part is that I wrote a poem uh, for my eighth one of the world poetry books called My America. And it's one of my favorites, and my the people that have read it think think it's uh, worthy of, of listening to. So it, it's presented along here as uh, a, an individual's opportunity. So it's my America as an individual. And then it has a poem right after that called Their America. Well, while us. Prosper, prosperous people are saying, yeah, my America represents my American dream. Their, uh, their America is, is the dark side. So you're going to get the same poem converted to the dark side of people that don't have prosperity, don't have hope, don't have opportunity. We need to fix as much as we can of that. We can't make it perfect. But I, I have to use my past experience in, in the nursing home businesses. For years, I was a consultant on the financial side and saw terrible things. Uh, it's despicable in our, in our nursing homes, typically. And so I finally got involved as a uh, uh, management contract administrator. And uh, my epitome, <laughs> My, whatever that word is, epiphany, was uh, a snowstorm in uh, 1987, where I was running a 200-bed nursing home in Elgin, Illinois, as the contract administrator. And we had a 16-inch snowstorm. I was living some 20 miles away from there. 
Uh, I did was not able to get there. I called my assistant director of nursing because the director of nursing hadn't bothered to even get there. Half of the staff didn't show up. And we were left with this, how are we going to run this place with half the staff with 179 patients that didn't want to be there, 179 staff that didn't want to work there, and 179 families that didn't want to go there. It was that bad. So on the phone, I just said, we got to form teams. The heck with this departmental approach. We don't get anything done. Obviously, with, with half the people, if we get this done, then we don't need the other half. Uh, that's not my goal, but my goal is, is to that we uh, get through the next 24 to 72 hours because that's what happened is everybody was snowed in for at least 24 to 48 hours. And, and uh, when I finally got to the, to the nursing home, uh, Glenn Webster, my assistant director, director of nursing, had formed the teams. They were focused on the priorities for the patients, and it was a different place. I could feel it when I walked in. It wasn't the helter-skelter from before, people kind of not doing anything or hiding or whatever. Uh, and really, this is from my Arthur Anderson public accounting firm uh, experience uh, in, uh, in dealing with inefficient, ineffective businesses and turning them around, it was obvious that this was going to work better. And over that period of 72 hours, we ran the place better with half the staff. So I, my thought was, well, we should need to pay the people that make it happen more and not pay more people less that don't do anything. So that that is my... Uh, message to the staff was, is I need you to learn to earn. You need to get an education. You need to learn to earn and get a career and then have a skill for me to bill or any other enterprise to bill. So that became our our, uh, slogan is learn to earn and we need a skill to bill. And we got the highest scores from the public health department after we converted from departments to teams. And with that approach, I didn't have, I didn't cut half the staff. We increased the number of patients in the facility from 179 to 205. And most of those were Medicare cases, which brought way more revenue in. So we were suddenly going from a loser to a winner. And over a period of two years, we turned it completely around, got the six stars of quality. And the owners who then exercised a lease option sold it out from under me. I had uh, I was out of a job. So then I went to another facility and continued to use this whole approach as you need to learn to earn and you, you have to have a skill to build. That's why I think we've got too many entitlements. We don't implement that that. Uh, part of, of the free enterprise system because we do have opportunities. We do have capital invested. And I, and I look at, at, at the employees as human capital. And I was challenged on that by somebody says, well, humans are not capital. Well, yes, they are. It's sweat capital. It's somebody who's got to do the work. 
we invest our work and the the capitalist monetary uh, finances into every business in the country, and, and it works. We're actually the capitalists and the socialists are working together in what I call an enterprise model for American business. So this is also the backbone of my books that have just come out, the uh, American Enterprise Party that I believe we need a swing vote to bring these principles to Congress, to the presidency, to the Supreme Court, to the legislatures around the country, and base everything on, a, on an enterprise model where, model where the capitalists and the socialists work together to solve problems, not make them, but solve problems when it comes to entitlements, uh, wasteful deficit spending, huge monstrous death and, and cooking the books by not recording at all so everybody thinks it's 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 30 trillion when it's 158 trillion we haven't booked any future liabilities for medicare medicaid social security pensions for the government employees who now have the sweetest thing ever they make a hundred thousand dollars average salary compared to sixty thousand in the private sector they have fully paid pensions they have fully paid health care. And guess what? They were essential workers during the shutdown, every last one of them. And they also got a stimulus check, along with the big box, big media, big unions, all of the selected ones that are basically the capital side of America. At the, uh, at the, um, not benefit of all Americans because those that were locked down, uh, yes, they got a small stimulus check, but they also suffered through what I believe was a fear, a fear-driven pandemic that was never what it was laid out to be by Dr. Fauci, and I do believe President Trump had the instincts from his business, entrepreneurial, free enterprise self that the cure was way worse than the uh, disease because they never categorized any of the cases. We didn't know who it was, where they were, <clears throat> what their health was, who were at risk. You call it, In healthcare, we, we call that triage. You have to triage so you, you treat the, the most critical first. Well, that's nursing homes. What did Cuomo do? He sent hospital patients to nursing homes only to have them in fact, the staff and the rest of the patients, and we had the highest death rate in uh, America's nursing homes. And the stupidity was he didn't even know that nursing homes were allowed to have ventilators in the first place. They're not allowed to have pneumonia patients because they don't have the capability of uh, treating them. So you're going to get the second poem is their America, the ghetto uh, version. Then the last version is our America. It combines my, the individual America with <laughs> the capitalist side of America and gets rid of their America because that's the focus in, in my books is that we have to internally clean up our huge mistakes that have been made and promises never kept by both parties. This is not one or the other. This is both. So I hope you'll give it 
give it your time because it's a little long and it's a little repetitive, it sounds like. But that's what I'm trying to do. So thanks for listening. And uh, I'll give you my email so you can start telling me what you think. It's Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y dot L dot Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. What is a capitalist Democrat and a socialist Republican? Capitalist Democrat is someone born before 1960 who voted for JFK. A socialist Republican is someone who was reborn after 1960 who voted for Clinton. Capitalist Democrat is someone who voted for Reagan. A socialist Republican that voted for Obama. A capitalist Democrat that voted for Trump. A capitalist socialist that WLL never vote for Biden, Bushes or Carter who is this? It describes me the author. Jerry Rhodes, CPA. I, as a political activist who voted for a capitalist Democrat and a socialist Republican. I was daring enough to come out swinging for a vote for the middle enterprising Americans. By writing the American Enterprise Party trilogy as the founder and CEO of the party. The theme and conclusion are American capitalism and American socialism that work together in every American enterprise, business, should have representation, as the swing vote in Congress, legislatures, and school boards. Not to be a uni-party with the presidency and Congress and the Supreme Court and creating gridlock and filibusters wasting our American dream in America's two-party system. That seeks to pull in the 40% independents who are like I was, wanting more than a traditional Democrat or Republican. That's accruing debt and deficits that have been going on since the Second World War. Every Congress, President and court system have allowed woke values to infest our republic and democracy with enormous, debt and deficit spending, by cooking the books, to the tune of a thousand billions here and a thousand billions there, non-stop until the great American enterprise goes over the bankruptcy, credit score cliff. Who are the middle-of-the-road voters, carrying the load? Independent Americans, like myself, a financial and health expert? I call myself an enterprising American by being an entrepreneur and a believer in teams are better than institutions. What does that mean? If you read or hear my poem My America and then read my other poem There America, included with this podcast, you will understand where my head is and where my heart is. Okay, if you listen to the third poem you will get the gist of what a capitalist Democrat is in our America who has his head thinking about pursuing freedom and opportunity and the prosperous results of those constitutional rights. On the other hand the second poem there America should get the gist of what a socialist Republican, who has my heart, realizing that there are those who may never have my America without cleaning up, the human New Deal, that replaces the Green New Deal in the inner cities and underprivileged communities. In the middle is our America the third poem. Bringing the capital Democrat and the socialist Republican together to have the best of all worlds. Save the American enterprise and use humanism and Americanism to save the American dream for all. The point is any American can be a capitalist Democrat and a socialist Republican when your priorities are fair and equal opportunity to pursue their American dream. That is why I coined the phrase in our America where it takes the desire to learn to earn and determination to have a skill to build to get an education, to prepare for a career, in some aspect of free American enterprise. In doing so you personally have committed yourself to applying those qualities and whatever it takes to attain the American dream with humanism and peaceful coexistence. What is the American dream? Effectively you choose. Mine is our America, 
in a colorblind unit of capitalism monetary, and socialism sweat capital to sustain our republic in United States. Read my books to Why We Have to Do It, a quasi-reorganization platform on how to do it, and American work ethic with patriotism founded on humanism. Are you a socialist or capitalist? I am saying you are both if you like the third poem Our America to Solve Their America for Underprivileged Society and Preserve My America for Yourself? Ask yourself, do I believe that top-down answers to society's issues are superior to bottom-up problem-solving created by the free market? This will determine whether it is the good of the community that takes priority over that of the individual. Then ask will I give up my freedoms to get that? If you say neither meets your needs, maybe you're looking for a more acceptable definition for your choice. Become a capitalist Democrat and a socialist Republican and be the swing vote for the American Enterprise Party. All lives matter to pursue prosperity and happiness in a capitalist and social conscience society. In free market enterprise can you have both problem solving for the individual and the good of the company? The common sense answer is yes. As an individual you are a team member in a capitalistic endeavor called free market enterprise. The pursuit of profit is for you as well as the investors of capital. You are free to pick and choose the enterprise for employment or it picks you as an individual. Your share is what you earn as an individual that results from your choice for a career and or job. It's for the good of yourself and your family. In America this marriage is the best of both worlds with that sharing, otherwise you're asked to pledge allegiance to profit or your family. If you choose money, you're a capitalist and if you choose for the sake of your family, you're by choice a socialist. If you serve both masters, you're an entrepreneur, in the marketplace called America where you're living the American dream. On the other hand, if you choose to sacrifice your freedoms for the greater good of the community, regardless of your freedom to choose, you're a pure socialist. If you choose to serve and secure your family, you're a capitalist first and a socialist second. In an American enterprise you are both, in pursuing what makes American great, for the attaining of the American dream. This is a marriage of profit sharing with the good of the family supporting your choice in an American enterprise. My Interpretation Third Poem our America. My America, a capitalist Democrat and socialist Republican government for the people, by the people, of the people. From the many to one. My America is the feeling of freedom. It's the feeling good when you get up in the morning and can decide what you're going to do that day, who you're going to see and what you're going to say. It's the feeling that you can make a difference. It's the feeling you can produce your product, you can sell your produce and you can benefit from your hard work, unhindered. It's the feeling when you help your children with their homework, so they will be able to use their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's the feeling when you send them off to school, knowing they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity and guidance. And knowing as they grow up, they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. Learning to earn a skill to bill for profit and prosperity of the chosen employer. It's the feeling when they graduate from grade school, junior high and high school that they are taking the steps towards a better life. And when you give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together as husband and wife, they can create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring. Developing a skill, they can bill for profit in a chosen business. It's that feeling when you can unchain your dog and watch her run free for at least a little while, to watch the expression on her face when she's released from the shackles, and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained. My America is the freedom of choice to buy the bread we want to buy, 
to acquire the goods we can afford, to invest the capital we have saved, in ventures we want to take for the good of our family and our country. My America, as citizens, is being able to communicate in writing, speaking and in whatever form, language takes, our opinions, our thoughts, our prayers, our visions and our dreams to those who want to listen, and to those enemies of the American way who in themselves have not discovered the American dream. My America is the blooming rose which has the freedom to grow towards, a clear sky and a warm sun, being able to complete its cycle from bloom, to plumage, to autumn, to a dormant grave, only to rise again. My America is the personal commitment to grab opportunities which will better the country and to set an example for those who follow, what you give, must be proportionate to what we take, or the erosion shall remove the sky, the sun, the earth from our grasp. For in our America and the world resources are limited, the energy, though absolute, is redistributed by our wills. The more astute the leadership, the freer we are to create, the better the use of the resources. And left in God's hands, through our America, we create goodwill, good products, good people and peace of mind. My America, oh yes, our America, the vision of the poet, the words of the order and the minds of the leaders be kind, be patient, be wise, but above all be humble to the reasons and the heritage of our freedom. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil ventures and purposes, for thine is mine America as the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen to a swing vote of the American Enterprise Party. GDP and profits matter. Their America is a ghetto, a socialist democrat that protests squalor in the ghetto conditions with progressive government. But is fails them with the Green New Deal overlooking that priority. A capitalist Republican also ignores this as a game for changing their infrastructure commitment. Their America isn't the feeling of freedom. It's not feeling good when I get up in the morning and can't decide what I'm going to do that day who I'm going to see and what I'm going to say. There is not the feeling that I can make a difference. It's not the feeling I can produce a product, or sell produce so I can benefit from my hard work, unhindered. It's not the feeling when I help my children with their homework, so they will be able to use their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's not the feeling when I send them off to school, hoping that they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity and guidance. And hoping as they grow up, they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. Graduating and learning to earn a skill to build for profit and prosperity of the chosen employer. Only 6% in the ghetto graduate from high school and go on to college. This must be fixed now. It's not the feeling that they will graduate from grade school, junior high and high school so they are taking the steps towards a better life. And when I give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together as husband and wife, they may not be able, due to prejudice, to create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring by graduating developing a skill they can bill for profit in a chosen business. Only 18% in the ghetto graduate from high school. This must be fixed now. It's not that feeling when I can unchain my dog and watch her run free for at least a little while, to watch the expression on her face, when she's released from the shackles, and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained as I am to this ghetto. Their America is not the freedom of choice to buy the bread I want to buy, to acquire the goods I cannot afford to acquire, to invest the capital I have not saved, in ventures I wanted to earn and take the risk for the good of my family and my survival from the gangs and crime on the streets, drug dealing, carjacking and prostitution. 
Don't defund the police the only security we have. Their Americanot is being able to communicate in writing, speaking and in whatever form, language takes, my opinions, my thoughts, my prayers, my visions and my dreams to those who will not listen to those underprivileged, who are the true enemies of the American way who in themselves have not yet experienced the America dream, or our American nightmare. Their America is not the blooming rose which has the freedom to grow in the ghetto, under a smoky sky and a humid sun, being unable to complete its cycle from bloom to plumage to autumn to a dormant grave, only to die again. Their America is not my personal commitment to chase unrealistic opportunities that supposedly will better the country and to set an example for the gangs that threaten my life and not caring what you give, nor respect what you make, nor the erosion of values imposed by fear, while stealing and killing hope and security from our grasp. For in their America, I don't have the resources and opportunities are limited, the energy, though absolute, is redistributed by the ruling class wills. The more they are rich and famous, the freer they are to create, then waste their use of unlimited resources. And left in God's hands, through their control of America, we don't have goodwill, good products, good people and peace of mind. We are afraid of the night and weekend, in the hood. Their America, oh yes my America, the vision of the wealthy and the words of the politician and the minds of the ruling class aren't kind, but impatient, it's my money wise, and above all they're selfish and prejudicial about the heritage of my poverty. So, Lord lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from their discriminant evil ventures and purposes, for thine is not my American dream but the kingdom of wealth, the power of money and the privilege of the few, forever. Amen. Justice to the people. Golden rule, those with the gold shall rule. Use enterprise zones and opportunity zones to restore the inner cities for the true greater good. Our America, a capitalist Democrat and a socialist Republican representing the American Enterprise Party swing vote. Our America is the feeling of freedom. It's the feeling good when we get up in the morning and can decide what we're going to do that day, who we're going to see and what we're going to say. It's the feeling that we can make a difference. It's the feeling we can produce our product, we can sell our produce and we can benefit from our hard work, unhindered. It's the feeling when we help our children with their homework, so they will be able to use their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's the feeling when we send them off to school, knowing they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity and guidance. And knowing as they grow up, they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. Learning to earn a skill to bill for profit and prosperity of the chosen employer. It's the feeling when 100% graduate from grade school, junior high and high school that they are taking the steps towards a better life. And when you give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together as husband and wife, they can create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring. Developing a skill, they can bill for profit in a chosen business. With plans for 100% seeking to pursue advanced degrees in their chosen field. It's that feeling when, we can unchain our dog and watch her run free for at least a little while, to watch the expression on her face, when she's released from the shackles, and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained. Our America is the freedom of choice to buy the bread we want to buy, to acquire the goods we can afford to acquire, to invest the capital we have saved, in ventures we want to take for the good of our family and our country. Our America is being able to communicate in writing, speaking and in whatever form, language takes, our opinions, our thoughts, 
our prayers, our visions and our dreams to those who want to listen, and to those enemies of the American way who in themselves have not discovered the American dream. Our America is the blooming rose which has the freedom to grow towards, a clear sky and a warm sun, being able to complete its cycle from bloom to plumage to autumn to a dormant grave, only to rise again. Our America is the personal commitment to grab opportunities which will better the country and to set an example for those who follow, what you give, must be proportionate to what you take, or the erosion shall remove the sky, the sun, the earth from our grasp. For in our America and the world resources are limited, the energy, though absolute, is redistributed by our wills. The more astute, the freer we are to create, the better the use of the resources. And left in God's hands, through our America, we create good will, good products, good people and peace of mind. Our America, oh yes our America, the vision of the poet, the words of the order and the minds of the leaders be kind, be patient, be wise, but above all be humble to the reasons and the heritage of our freedom. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil ventures and purposes, for thine is mine America as the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever. Amen to power to the people. All lives matter. Invest in immigrants on the streets, vagrants in ten cities, drug use on our private property, disrespect for those who need an education and a chance to clean up their hoods for the pride of every capitalist and socialist American. Capitalism plus socialism equals human enterprise, using investors' monetary risk capital or invested sweat capital, one of my most listened podcasts was on what is capitalism versus socialism, proposing that they are actually married in an enterprise. The point being that monetary risk capital plus human reward capital, equals free enterprise in a democracy. In my opinion you cannot have one without the other. A respondent claimed that humans aren't capital. So, my answer to the respondent isn't to disregard that position, but to explain the role of the human sweat capital element in capitalizing a business as an entrepreneur or investor or worker for financing a new business, operating a business or refinancing a failing business. Human capital is sweat capital. We call this a free market enterprise. In enterprise there is a popular concept of sweat capital, the owner or investor investing their time to supplement monetary investment capital to start the business. Then hire others investing their risk sweat capital and their skills that can be billed to get their reward as a fair share of profits or losses. In my books I call this Americanism. I started many businesses that required my ideas, risking my future with debt capital using sweat capital, human effort, to reach a break-even point where profits carried the enterprise, a small business, pursuing technology, and or management software systems. Expanding on the definition of capitalism as an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state, that is socialism as well. Socialism being a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. In America the boundaries of the business law regulates the enterprise, as a whole, by the community government for the human pursuit of profit and payment of taxes. This is American economics and politics of accountability by reporting, using generally accepted accounting principles, the results of monetary capital and human capital as profits or losses creating shareholder values. This reporting supports the stock and bond markets as the whole and for the individual investor, taxpayer and worker. The collective and greater good aspects are defined by the Constitution, labor rights, tax laws and regulations, 
legal precedent and court decisions on applying business and civil law. Equity is the profits earned from monetary and sweat capital allocated to those who risk their money or work capital for a fair share. In the books I call this humanism. In free enterprise that has no color or religious line other than green dollars to save or invest in our dynamic economic and political system for individual prosperity, health and happiness. Answering this response allows my books on the trilogy of the American Enterprise Party to solve the problem of what should Americans depend on, using objective capitalism and subjective socialism as the foundation of American enterprise and the American dream. This offers opportunities for investors of money or investors of ideas and sweat capital to start and sustain our 140,000 small businesses and 15,000 big businesses that currently lead the world in trade and supply line consumption. Where has this gone wrong? We have allowed the two-party political gridlock system to define enterprise as an identity fight between the liberals and conservatives, or the left and the right, or capitalism versus communism. While losing our supply line preeminence around the world, that once was the great American enterprise as the likely solution to poverty, wars, genocides, holocausts and tyranny. This is why those millions of refugees and dissidents come to our borders seeking the equality and equity they perceive to be available to every immigrant, regardless of American laws and work requirements. The other available options aren't solutions to the world's problems. It's not Chinese capitalism and the China dream to destroy democracy, it's not Russian USSR aggression to sell its oil, and not OPEC's control of fossil fuel energy. Politically, it's not the progressive movement around the world to establish an economic reset or Green New Deal, pitching a Marxist zeitgeist version of social control of property under the disguise of being social conformity, just to be happy. That results in a Politburo ruling class and the proletariat working class. Okay, in the My American Enterprise Third Party Trilogy, Volume 1 is Why Do It? Volume 2 How to Do It and Volume 3, Who Will Do It? The answers are the same as proposed above that American capitalism and American socialism are already married effectively in every American business. So, enterprising American citizens will use their sweat capital to make a profit or loss, that they share in. The missing link is as Tiger Woods tells us after his return to the masters, to get it you have to earn it. Yes, and as the author I say, all of we individuals have to learn to earn with a skill to bill in any American enterprise. And the capitalists have to learn to share to get a skill to bill. The balance is the attainment of the American dream for all. To get the details read my recent books. The answer is a vote for enterprise not woke progressive values. See the website www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org the trilogy can be acquired from my website www.jerryrhodesauthor.com or Page Turner Press, local bookstores and Amazon Books. Along with 20 other books by Jerry Rhodes, 